podcast. Uh, today I have Nisha Grover over here, and uh, is it safe to say that we had a Black Sunday for uh, in in terms of uh, not just Premier League, but uh, uh, since none of the big teams won today. In terms of the results, yes. Yeah, in terms of the results for uh, across all the top five Premier League, yeah, I guess, European leagues. I think we could, we could, we could, we could call that. Maybe the third October was the Black Sunday, I guess, like, since none of the big teams actually won. Bayern lost, Madrid lost. Madrid lost, I think Sevilla lost, PSG did not win. So. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Spurs win, so I mean, it shows you like none of the big teams were winning, so yeah, it shows uh, like, when Spurs are able to register a win. So, so yeah, uh, welcome, uh, welcome guys. Uh, before we move forward, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can you can uh, listen to it and tune into uh, tune into the uh, late winner uh, late winner show on your favorite uh, uh, streaming platforms. I'm your host uh, Rohan Grover, uh, a Chelsea fan, a happy Chelsea fan, obviously because uh, we won yesterday. We didn't have the match today, so that's a good thing for us. We were able to record the win and, and are sitting comfortably at the top right now. So. I mean, it's a, it's all all good for us right now. But uh, yeah, let's let's start talking about um, obviously my favorite team. Uh, it's Manchester United. I, I always enjoy talking about them because of the way they're playing right now. And uh, and obviously one of the biggest shocks, which we could say is a shock, probably that Ronaldo didn't start. And uh, after after the match, I read about Ole's press conference and where he was talking about why he has to actually manage the workload for Ronaldo. He and and we we we, we research that after after trying to understand what workload is he trying to manage when we know that the next match Ronaldo is going to play is on the 10th of October. So he already has like a six seven day gap, uh, at least eight days after before his next match. So I don't know what he's talking about in terms of uh, the next matchup. But coming back to the match between United and Everton, what did you make of the match? I think it was a good match. Like I would say, up until actually up until Ronaldo came into the game, I think I felt like United were easily going to win that game. Uh, I could easily say three zero. They could have easily found a couple of goals in that in that team or in that uh, yeah in that playing eleven. But I don't know, man. Like as soon as Ronaldo jumped in to um, um, in in the to the, in, in, onto the pitch, I think everything changed. Like every one of them was just trying to make sure that Ronaldo gets the ball and for the best, I guess. Like he gets the ball, maybe he gets a, you know, he gets lucky and he gets just he just gets the ball at his feet and he shoots. It. That's it. Like because we all know like his shooting prowess and um, all all his, his finishing prowess. What, what what kind of Ronaldo or what a finisher he is in 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 front of goal. But I'm I'm really I'm I'm not liking the performances. Like every time Ronaldo is on the pitch, it feels like they're just hoping for the best. Somebody here or there will just nick a goal from for 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 United and they will win the game. I mean, you will you look at you look at the performances that United has had over the last uh, a couple of months since the Premier League started. Not even a couple of months, like two and a half months. Let's say we've we've played what at least uh, ten matches. Barely, barely actually played in. Barely played well in any of those matches. I think, except the Leeds match, where we all know. That Leeds obviously plays, you know, very attacking football, so you get those spaces behind, and that's why you know you feel like United had probably the best performance over there. But other than that, they have not had any good performance. They have not had any good performance. They were lucky to win against Villarreal. I mean, you look at you look at yesterday's goal as well, or I mean, on Saturday, Saturday's goal against Saturday's goal as well against Everton. Like, why was Shaw not blocking the Kure? He just went straight up and uh, and uh, oh sorry yeah uh, sorry why wasn't Shaw actually blocking uh, Townsend? He just went up there and just tried to do a double a double up on on Dukure where uh, I think Baran was already there. So when he missed the ball, Townsend was basically open. I mean it was the way the way game the way the game changed. I mean, it was you hope, like you know, when Ronaldo comes into the pitch, you hope that it it would change the momentum, it would change the game into United's favor. Already, the game was in United's favor because United was playing well, as I said. But it's just that once he came in, it just felt like it was Everton's game to lose. I think Everton started playing really good because there was basically no chemistry, no team chemistry in the team, where like they were trying to pass the ball to someone else or they were trying to do something else within the team. Is just yeah, just throw the ball to Ronaldo and we'll, we'll do it. 
I think I, one positive that I took from the game is, is Sancho's performance. I think I, I, he did not start obviously, but when he came on, I think he was really, really good. I really liked his performance. Uh, finally saw some, you know, glimpses of what uh, what we can accept, expect from him this season. Because, yeah, up until now, again, he's basically been absent in, in the games that he started. But, but do you think, like, uh, Ole needs to change his uh, starting position and maybe play him on the right rather than the left? Because I think when he starts on the left, I think Luke Shaw is more of an attacking uh, uh, wing-back compared to wing, uh, Van der Saka. So, I think Luke Shaw definitely, when he gets up there, I think you do not see Sancho do, uh, uh, being able to express himself in the, on, on the left side. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, we all know that he... He has played on the on the left wing for, for Dortmund, but do you think like his uh, his attacking prowess will be more explored and more appreciated by United itself when he starts playing on the right? Yeah, I mean, see, he is he is he is a right right. So it's I mean, Ole should play him on the right, but obviously we we know that Rashford is not there in the, on the team at the moment. So yeah, that's why you know Sancho comes on. And, uh, and Sancho has been playing on 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 the on the left, and obviously uh, we have Mason Greenwood, who should I feel like who should now play with Ronaldo up top and not as a winger anymore. Uh, I, I I just feel that like I feel like United Ole needs to figure out a, a team uh, formation that suits best the team because at the moment it's not looking as a team. It's not looking as a team. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving moving on to moving on to the next team. Um, hey, let's uh, let's talk about obviously now. Let's talk about my team, which is Chelsea. So Chelsea, I think I had a. I think of all the matches, I think it was one of the again the comfortable victory for Chelsea uh, against Southampton. Even though it is heavily influenced by the red card, which was awarded right at the right at the last fifteen minutes. Uh, so so I think uh, I think that definitely helped Chelsea to secure the win comfortably. But but I think Chelsea definitely played played a fantastic match. I mean, you look at the first half itself. They had they had a couple of goals which were disallowed because one was of an offside and the other was because of the the foul which was uh, contested by by Aspilicueta. So obviously, and uh, we, we we all know who the who the unlucky person is in the in that scenario, which is none other than Timo Werner, <laughs> who always gets his goal denied by some of the other reason. So um, and. So, what did you what did you make of that match? Uh, do you think uh, Chelsea are definitely able to find their uh, rhythm right uh, uh, back on after a couple of losses uh, against Juventus and City? I wouldn't call that as a as an easy victory. Though, again, you you can you can say that you know maybe maybe the goalkeeper had that amazing day where he was making all those saves, but I I don't think Chelsea were Chelsea were good. I wouldn't say that like. They're still they're still having some hangovers from the last two losses that they had against City and Juventus. I don't understand why Lukaku is not being involved into the attacks way too more, uh, because in the first first couple of games or three games, I saw that uh, Lukaku was being involved into the game, and that's why you saw like you know that that's the reason he was scoring goals, right? At the moment, I don't see that. It's more like he's there onto the pitch, but nobody's going to involve him in, into the game. I don't know what Tuchel's uh, what Tuchel's plan is and what's changed, but why is he not getting the balls? No idea. But if you have a striker like Lukaku, I think he should be he should be involved into the to, in, into the play into the uh, in, in, yeah into the play way too much. It's like it's like. Some opposite things happening, right? Like Ronaldo in United is involved, is being involved way too much, and over here it's just basically he's just not even not even present in the team. He's just there for for the sake of it. So I feel like yeah, I mean, and and again, and also coming to Tuchel's line of man, like I need I really need to understand what what what's his game plan? Like why uh, why are there no you know playmakers in the team? Why doesn't he start any playmakers in the team? Yes, okay, Southampton were. If you and you and I can argue with you, like if if, you, if Southampton did not have a red card, I don't think Chelsea would have scored those two goals. I don't think that would have been a very hard fought victory, even if they had one. Even if they had, like, it looks very comfortable on the score line, but it doesn't feel like they were, uh, they were, they were, they were really impressive. I, I, I mean, let me ask you, like, did you think that they were impressive in their in the in the match? Or I think so. I think so. They were impressive based on the performance I saw. Obviously, um. 
the goal we considered was because of a rusty chilwell who has who played his first first game who started his first game so so i would say i mean yeah that's that's a mistake which i don't see him committing on a regular basis so it will definitely change i think uh, he will he will be a better better defender in the future as obviously because of the more he as as much game time he starts getting in uh, under his belt now um other than that i like i mentioned like in the in the first half itself we had better chances second half also we definitely were the dominant team uh, and the yeah like like i mentioned like the goal we conceded is a penalty so i'm not i'm not really concerned about the goal we conceded it's just that i think and i think even though even even if it was a even if it had been a 1-1 draw for chelsea i think i would have still been happy with the way they played even though we played the same form uh, same formation we had against uh, um city obviously this was again a very heavily defensive lineup compared to what i have been expecting from uh, tuchel uh, in the recent matches so so i mean based on that even uh, obviously given our opponents everything i think we still had a, a bit more attacking gameplay compared to what we had against city so i'm still happy with the performance we had okay yeah so um, yeah i think uh, let's uh, I, i like i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that uh, the big team obviously spurs did not win <laughs> uh, i mean spurs won so i mean the big team definitely are not uh, we're not considering it as a, as a big team but but what what did you make of their performance against aston villa uh, do you do you think like uh, nuno is finally able to like get the pressure off his back because of this performance obviously you had like three three heavy defeats uh in back to back matches which was again like all all were 3-0 losses for him so it definitely didn't help his cause and uh, based on the reports coming down, uh, coming from the camp are that mm, players are not happy with nuno's style of uh, uh managerial style and are definitely struggling because of uh, because of what we're seeing on a on the pitch uh, on a daily basis obviously kane is i guess maybe kane has found his rhythm only in conference league and that is exactly where he's scoring on a regular basis he's not able to he's basically non existent when he starts in a premier league match what, what do you think needs to what do you think about about uh, nuno and and spurs right now see i think i think nuno will get his chance um just because now you know even if even if uh, i think even if if, if he had if he actually lost the game then probably i would have said i would have I, i can easily say that you know maybe he would be get he would he would be sad because firstly it is that international break you the managers or sorry the the owners of the club think about a lot of things during this international break on how we can you know uh, change certain things within the team you see you saw already like i think watford manager got sacked already um so i i, I again I, i think like the in the europa conference league even if he scores a hat trick within 20 minutes do i care about it or i think should even tottenham care about it should harry kane care about it himself no i don't think so where tottenham are you know the club the stature that tottenham has they should not even be playing in a europa conference they shouldn't be and to score a hat trick against you know a team that you know close plays so 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 poorly in the leagues um it's it it shouldn't it should it shouldn't matter to him it should and you can see like you know when he when he plays in the premier league against aston villa who has been rubbish up until now who, who they haven't done anything in the premier league at the moment they don't have the squad they dean smith hasn't figured out his squad himself he uh, he still he still trying to figure it out you know how best he can play to win to uh, to win against them yeah it's a good it's a good thing because you know you could you could have easily lost that game so you could have so my 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 thing would be to see what is going to come up in the next few weeks when they come back from the break so i think they have uh, newcastle at home and then west ham newcastle oh, sorry or uh, not newcastle at home it's newcastle away and then uh, west ham west ham away as well so i'd like to see what tottenham are changing from here obviously there is uh, there is a good, good good thing that has happened in the team is that like, you know some players are coming back so lucas mora came back today so you know the the counter attacking style that you know nuno prefers he has all this uh, he has all 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 his players available you even saw like you know the the first three games that he won obviously his 
his players were available to him the people the players who you know who can run like really really fast who are you know, who are fast and uh, they can provide counter attacking uh, capabilities in there uh, when uh, they came back from the international break i don't think they had any of their players who could do that uh, who could do that to who could do that to any any of the teams and that's why i think they were struggling a lot but um, nothing to you know take away from from rotherham at the moment i think Tottenham right now are still not playing really at a, at a really at a high level. Nuno himself needs to figure out what needs to what needs to change and what needs to happen in within the team. I I would like to see Brian Hill involved involved in the team. I don't see a lot of playmakers that are there within the team. I think he's just relying on defending and then maybe hitting the teams on the counter. You don't know that. You know some of the teams might not they they don't possess. uh you know good good players who will be able to dominate the entire game no they will probably sit back and they will want you to have the ball so that they can hit on the counter when what would you do that in in that case i think they need to figure out a way where you know some of the playmakers are there within the team and they can have uh, some balls thrown up to the to the attackers so that they can you know they have at least a chance to to score a goal okay uh talking talking about i think uh i think i think from my perspective i think spurs definitely i think this this match is definitely going to help them get their confidence back and like i mentioned against the same thing for arsenal also uh that that and that is exactly what has happened i mean it's it's all about getting the the momentum into their belt and getting that winning getting winning mark uh, also so i think all these things really contribute to uh uh, uh them uh, the team's morale as well so i hope that spurs will be a, a, a will be a happier camp after this victory against aston villa and uh, um, hopefully we see a b- better performances from kane because i don't want him to struggle this much the way he has been struggling because the player of his caliber should not be having these kind of issues on a regular basis but uh, talking talking about arsenal um, i think i think uh, the match between arsenal and and brighton the, i think was one of the be- uh, one of the most i think uh, evenly contested matches of the week as well uh, it's i think it was right up uh, up against uh, i think uh, liverpool and city's match because i think both teams were had had some ample of chances and i think both teams looked heavily in had they had the had the opportunities to score on uh, in the in throughout the match i think obviously dunk mr mr pretty easy easy chance which should have been a which i think he would have scored on any other day i think this was just one of those days where he actually uh, yeah he, he just uh, he just had one of those horrendous um, kicks which usually the players don't want to on a on a regular basis so what did you think i mean uh, is arteta actually now like we talk about this like is arteta now finally able to get the groove and i think can he now i think it's their fourth successive clean sheet mm-hmm. so Do you think like Arteta is able, like defensively, have Arteta figured his team out? I think so. Yes, because uh, you know, as as reading as reading some some things offline, and I saw like you know Tomiyasu, Gabriel, um, what's his name, Ben White, and uh, Tierney. I think those are pretty much nailed down in Arteta's uh, lineup up until you know something really weird uh, happens to them. they've been i think they've been playing really well you see their defensive performances you see what they're doing in attacks as well it's good obviously you know it took them a little while because we now if they i mean if they scored uh, they should have even scored today they should have scored um oh, sorry yeah today or oh, sorry uh, on saturday they should have scored on saturday as well um against against brighton they had they had their chances uh, obviously brighton had much more uh, clear chances to go ahead into the game but it it but nothing to take away from from us i think they were brilliant in that game man like uh, you you see the game and you feel like you know now now the team is actually gelling under arteta system for some reason it, it you know we i think we talked about this in the last week's podcast as well when we were discussing brentford you know you didn't have a lot of players who were out of covid who were out injured you did not know certain players who were coming for the first time into the team they were getting the hang of like the premier league you cannot i i don't think uh, i i don't think we can give uh, arsenal uh, any kind of you know 
any 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 kind of uh, slangs at the moment. I think they've been playing really good. Even though there was a draw, I think Arteta should have probably you know Arsenal with with a club like Arsenal, we expect that they should have nicked a nicked a win somehow, right? But yeah, given the situation, you know, they started given the season start that they had, it's. Uh, I think it's commendable where they are right at the moment. I think the team is at a happy place, and it just feels like you know it's the same thing. Like how a couple of wins just gives you that confidence, like you can actually play as a team, and everyone's just gelling. Like everyone, like that that back four with Ramsdale in the in, in, as the goalkeeper, man, they are. Uh, I don't think they can. Uh, I just want to see like how long can they sustain sustain to not uh, let let a goal goal go in. Into the back, into their own, uh, into their back of the net, because they've been really do like uh, Ramsdale has been pretty good, man. Even against uh, Brighton, I think he made a couple of really good, wonderful saves. Um, you can, um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's good. It's good that Arteta has you know has found his team. It's good. Do you think like, uh, but but what about Brighton? Do do you think like uh, this? International break is going to do them um, is going to help them or do you think they can actually lose the momentum which they have right? No, I don't think so. They they will lose the they will lose the momentum. I I don't know if a lot of players have actually been called up for the international duty from their team. So most of their team is going to be there. I think Mope is not going. I think Trossard is there in the Belgian team. Um. Yeah, I, I'd have to look at the squads of the Nations League. I don't remember if Belgium, uh, Belgium has Trossard in their in, in their team, but pretty much, yeah, almost every everyone everyone on the, in the team members is is going to stay. So I think the team gelling is still going to be there. I, I Graham Potter is going to work with those uh, those players who are who, who are available to them. I think he can build more confidence into them. Maybe create a little bit more magic of the field. Maybe create some you know good uh, set pieces. Uh, you know uh, the set piece trainings that they have. They they can they can I, I they can do good things. You know you look at them. It's not like they're just big pushovers uh, against bigger teams. You can expect a you know a, uh, at least two or three shots to the bigger to the bigger teams this season. You can easily expect that. Obviously Arsenal survived it, but you can expect to have a bigger shock uh, <laughs> bigger shock in the upcoming weeks. Okay, and um, I think like uh, talking about the the last, I think last match for uh, for the from the Premier League, I think uh, was was the was the big match which we had uh, in the morning today, which was City and Liverpool. I think it was one of the one of the best best matches of of the season so far. I think first half was heavily dominated by by City. I think they were they had a pretty close couple of shaves, and I think Foden should have maybe should have scored in the first half itself. And he's always had like a great outing against Liverpool, so that actually gave him a lot of confidence when he came out in the in the first half itself. Uh, do, um, also, uh, like and obviously, I think it's is it is it safe to say that actually Salah is fixture proof now? Is it is it safe to say that because it, I, I think in the last seven matches he has eight eight goals. I think he is. Yeah, I, I know. Like we're not going to discuss FPL at the moment, but <laughs> even though we want to, but. I think Salah is uh, Salah is is performing at some other level this season. I, I I don't know, but it's there's something other like there's something else uh, to him this season. He is uh, he is everywhere. You look at his uh, you look at his dribbles in the box. You look at what he does in the game, how he impacts the game. Man, today's goal man, that was some crazy goal today. He he scored against. Uh, City. Man City, yeah. And so, so, yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. No, so I mean, yeah, I was just going to ask about about like about about City as well at the same time because um, I mean, I I I don't want to go, read too much into it and say that Liverpool actually is is one of the best Premier League sides right now because obviously, uh, in the last two matches, uh, up, up until up, up until the last two matches, they had considered only one goal and now suddenly they've been they've leaked five goals in the last two matches itself. Against Brentford and City, obviously, since City against City, you expect them to score, but but Brentford was definitely a a, a, very, a very high goal uh, goal scoring match. Uh, and do you think like uh, defensively, they've uh, Van Dijk is still not 
up for the task because I, I don't think they would have conceded so many goals uh, had Van Dijk been like not been injured and still uh, performing at the same level he was when he started last season. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think you're reading too much into it. I think you can easily expect four clean sheets in the next six games from from Liverpool. Yeah, I mean easily. I think. And you look at you look. I mean, you're you're talking about Manchester City, who have probably the best attacks in the Premier League. So you were not expecting them to not score in or at Anfield. I don't know, but I I felt like yeah, it was anyways going to be a it was anyways going to be an entertaining game. I think we previewed a little bit in the last podcast. So I said it like yeah, Liverpool were going to be up for up, up for it. The surprise for me was how how City played. I thought that you know Liverpool were going to have a lot of ball. They were going to attack uh, since it was Anfield, um, but it was it was some other way around. Like I'm the I'm, I'm trying to understand you know when when they played against Chelsea last week, they were ruthless in in front of. I mean they were not ruthless technically even in terms of goal scoring, but they were so 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 good going relentless forward. in their terms of yeah, attack. They were they were so good going forward, right? But against PSG, you felt like yeah, PSG does not really have a defense to boast of, but Chelsea does. So you did, you were able to dominate so much against us, Chelsea, but PSG you didn't able to dominate. And then Liverpool obviously have a lot good defense as well, but you were still able to dominate so much. Like again, you can you can argue right that you know that that De Bruyne goal is a deflection. And uh, the deflected goal against uh, against Chelsea as well when when he threw sport last week are those are those all lucky goals like maybe Chelsea would have found a way if that goal did not had had not gone in maybe this one Liverpool would have won if this you know deflected shot would have not gone in you can argue about that but that's football right like you cannot say that just because it was deflected shot City are not playing well City are actually playing really well. I, I was really, I'm really impressed with them, and so that's what, like, my question would be: Have they, have they found another way? Like, has Pep found another way of winning or challenge, challenging again this season? I think, I think, it, I think it's 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 safe to say why Pep is considered one of the best managers in the world. I mean, how much ever you criticize him, how much ever you say that he can't win without the money he has spent over the years, but I think that's the way the football operates now. So. I'm not going to talk about what he's spending and what he's actually bringing into the squad, but it's just that even I think this is uh, I think it's safe to say, and I think that with City that they, uh, and if Pep remains in charge, I think they can continue to be this dominant without a striker, even if they don't are not able to buy Kane, or let's say if they're not able to <laughs> if they're not pursuing Kane in the next transfer window as well, they can easily still be able to perform at this at this rate. Without without any striker as well, I think that's it's pretty evident in the first seven matches itself. Even though Jesus is starting on a regular basis, he's still not playing the striker role. He is the one who's playing uh, at the at, at the right wing, who has taken up uh, uh, Maris uh, Maris's spot pretty easily, which was which is a pretty big shock when you when you see the performances Maris has put in for the last couple of seasons. But I think I don't know why he has fallen down on the pecking order for him. And obviously, Farhan Torres, who is an impeccable finisher, but was never the go-to man for uh, Pep until we knew that Foden and De Bruyne were not into the squad. So, we, I mean, it it all it all I think is visible about it. But I think when you talk about City, I think the the struggles are pretty much evident outside Premier League. When we talk about Champions League, and which is exactly what happened with them against PSG. They are not able to figure out what their squad looks like, so they are definitely struggling in that aspect. And when it comes to playing these big matches, I think I think I think Pep, as usual, I think falls to his uh, uh, classic overthinking uh, habits uh, for tactics, and I think that's where where City usually struggles now. I think that's I think that's correct. So so yeah, talking talking about uh, talking about the Champions League now. Obviously, uh, we had some fa- uh, fantastic run of fixtures over here. We had. Obviously, Juventus winning against uh, against Chelsea. I think, I think, I think their previous victory against Sampdoria, which was uh, which was a three to three two victory for them. I think that definitely helped them a lot to get into the winning ways, uh, back into the winning ways. They had like a couple of three two victories, uh, and now they have back to back one zero victories. 
so i think they're replicating the results on a regular basis now for themselves so i think, I, I think that that game against milan where you know allegri said that you know you need to when he actually scored it is that you know you need, you need to, to you need to show something like when you're when you're putting on that juventus shirt you need to show that you know you're playing for juventus you're not playing for just a normal club exactly so so talk talking uh, uh, talking about i think uh, like yeah i mean we've already covered like the about the psg and city match on a on a fairly detailed manner uh, what did you what did you think about uh, about obviously uh, the messi's first goal for psg i think i think he couldn't have scored a better goal than that <laughs> it was a classic messi goal man uh, i think it was a classic messi goal you you cannot you cannot write these stories in football i mean it was bound to happen like you know messi struggled so much but that goal that messi classic goal he had to score against pep on the biggest nights of his career right um again you can now but you can but you can probably debate that messi neymar and mbappe again played today against uh, state rent but they were basically not scored they didn't score one goal in that year i think i think i think you mentioned that they did not even have a shot on target in the entire in the entire game so that's that tells me that the team is still not gelling the front three is still not gelling it was more like yeah it's a it's a, it's the game that it matters to us and we were we are going to perform we are going to do it and that's why that's why they were that's why they were you know that's why he was able to produce that kind of match yeah i personally don't obviously don't watch a lot of league on like live at least i would say just highlights and all everything all that stuff is that is there but you cannot like predict a whole game from the highlights definitely i i i think like yeah the way the way you know the the premier league teams play and the league on teams play it's very different so that that is also one of the reasons that you know they were maybe not able to score a lot of goals today but um, coming back to your question i think goal was good goal was definitely good i think again as i mentioned classic messi goal but um, you know pochettino has his has his work cut out man like he i think we've definitely watched a couple of games live uh, of for of psg and we've never felt like you know psg being that psg it never felt feels like that the, the team that they have the firepower that they have in the in the squad it doesn't feel like they are gelling and they're able to score at least you know five six goals easily uh, in in that team because i i've seen previous psg teams with edinson cavani and di maria and even without before neymar actually was brought into the picture they were like ruthless they used to score goals for fun but i'm not seeing that so is it the front three problem again it's the same thing what we were talking about about um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer like he needs to figure out Pochettino himself needs to figure out what's the best formation best way to integrate all these players into the team my preference my preference would be still to play Messi as a number 10 i don't think Messi is playing as a number 10 i think he plays as a fifth winger messi play him as a number 10 put behind um one holding midfield maybe maybe idris ganake or or herrera and maybe put vinaldum so that you get that extra you know push into the attack and have di maria or oh, sorry uh, mbappe on the right wing and 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 icardi on the uh, as a, as a central striker i think mbappe should definitely play on the wing that is one thing for sure that i can say that he should play on the wing i think we, we, playing centrally is not doing anything good for him i don't think so he's not able to change the game right yeah i think he needs to have that you if you're expecting him to just be in the box that that's not his that that is not his quality his quality is to run past players because of his speed and then he has the finishing capability to finish up so so that he does but i think you need to figure out where he gets the ball in the center of the midfield or something center of the pitch and then maybe runs past defenders and then maybe provide that you know provide the quality that he has absolutely and um, and talking talking about another another one of the big teams obviously is is real madrid who <laughs> definitely didn't have a great outing in the last two matches obviously including the the la liga match which they had today and their uh, and their performance in the in the last champions league match against chef so i think what what do you think has gone wrong for for real madrid in the last two matches uh, exactly 
what's gone wrong it's hard to say that because i think they've had a lot of shots it's just that something broke in that villarreal game something happened in that game where they were not able to find uh, the, the back of the net right otherwise you what you would what you were what we were seeing at least is some way or the other they were able to find a winner they were able to do some things at the final uh, minutes of the game right but they've not been able to do anything in the last two games they are dominating but they're not getting that uh, that that uh, what do you call this the final the final push and it was bound to happen man like whatever whatever people might be saying that you know barcelona shit and real madrid was real madrid is uh, actually doing pretty well i think we did a preview with one of our uh, one of our friends uh, akash akash roy who is a leicester fan and a barcelona fan i think we already talked about like barcelona madrid being the third and the fourth position i think we can obviously we don't want to argue about if barcelona is not going to finish in the top four because of the torrid season that they're having but real madrid are aren't too far like you 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 could see all these things coming you cannot expect that uh, vinicius junior or karim benzema are going to save you every game in the last in the last minute it's not going to happen some sometime that gas will run out sometime that luck will run out so you cannot expect them to save you every day but that's and that's what it has exactly what happened in the last two games they were there they're not able to find the the winners that they needed they're not able to find that charisma they're not able to find that player that that they needed to find the winner for them find the equalizer for them and that's why that's why it's happening but but i know you were going to talk about barcelona as well they are definitely doing better than barcelona at the moment i think barcelona are in a complete mess i don't think ancelotti i can still say like you know he when he comes back from the uh, from the from the international break we can still say that real madrid is going to be okay i cannot say the same thing about barcelona yeah i think i think that's absolutely correct and uh, talking about what barcelona has been doing obviously their match yesterday was against atletico so obviously i don't i don't want to read too much into it but these were the matches which barcelona used to be able to win pretty comfortably and i think i think i don't again like let's let's not talk about what they used to do in the past because obviously the prolific uh, prolific player is not no more, no more in their uh, um in the squad so i think that's that's obviously pretty evident for them but uh, the the other thing is for them right now is um, i i don't remember who, who who did they play against in China, in the champions league benfica and and they again lost 2-0 3-0 So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they gave the last. The, the, they had a the, the third goal was a penalty. So yeah, I think I think that defensively we all knew that Barcelona is going to struggle this season. Obviously, with the likes of Pique who are getting old and everyone uh, with Sergio Busquets and everything, I think I think their defensive vulnerabilities were pretty well known for the uh, for for the team. And I think uh, I think it's it's not it's not something which uh, Koeman can fix right now. and i don't i don't see any other manager coming in who also can fix this shit i think i think it's not about the manager it's about the team right now uh, i think komen is actually doing has done pretty well given the squad he has right now and he's trying to trying to get, try, trying to bring the best out of players but right now um, the the team itself is just not working it's not just about it's not it's not just about komen's ability to actually turn around the season i think it's also about the way the players are performing or being able to gel or not i think that those all things are contributing towards barcelona's uh, torrid season and uh, i think it's pretty clear where where the things needs to improve because even if i even if i say that a manager like antonio conte can come in and maybe save the season but he won't he might be able to turn on the fortunes for a few matches but at, at some point the luck will run out and i think the same problems will start surfacing again in the future as well for Oh no no! You, I think you're de- definitely taking me wrong. I, I do not think anybody in this world at the moment, even Pep Guardiola, if he joins Barcelona back, he cannot save this Barcelona team. I think they just don't have the players. We have done, you know, we've talked it about. We've talked about Barcelona in the in in our in our La Liga previews. We did a special episode on when Griezmann was sold to uh, to to Atletico. 
go check it go check out actually go check out our, our youtube channel for that like if you want to know more about what our barcelona situation is is in financially but that to to back it up i think it's there is a there is a there is a reason why they are struggling so much it's because of the it's it's because of the transfers that they've done in the recent times and it is because of that they bought players for a shitload of money and that shitload of money they were wanting to be paid off in the next year or so because they were hoping that this player was going to pick up that next he was going to have that next phase in his career where he even blasts even more but it didn't happen they they just didn't not, not, did not happen to and that's why messi is left the club griezmann left the club aguero they have but they he, he cannot play because he obviously is in injury prone so where are you going to get the goals from depay is not a striker depay is a winger do you have a striker in the team who can who can do anything in that team no yes you mentioned about that agent defense pk is still good i won't blame him but you know when when you when we did the when we did the champions league previews we had dynamo um, uh kiev fans and benfica fans as well there's a very there's a this guy cristiano uh, olivera from the benfica podcast he mentioned he mentioned a very nice thing that if it, if there's a time to play barcelona it's, it's now because they believe them they believe themselves that yeah this is the time that we can actually go from this group otherwise Do you really expect Barcelona to be uh, to be uh, to not go through in this group? Of course, you expect them to. Right now, I am so scared for them that I'm 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 like even if they go to Dynamo Kiev, uh, they they might lose that game. They might. They really might. Because I, I at the moment, and I already gave a very you know uh, predict uh, and, and like I already did a prediction in my in the episode that we did for the Champions previews. I already said that Benfica is going to lose that. I never had any hope from Barcelona on third. At the moment, I'm just scared for them that they might or not even end up in Europa. I think which is better for them to have a humiliation and go to the Europa League for for a team like Barcelona. I, I I don't think they deserve that. And I feel like yeah, just lose. Maybe if you don't have the team, if you know that you're not gonna make up, just 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 don't qualify for the Europa. But actually, and. and the, the problem is that actually a club like barcelona who are so heavily in debt right now cannot afford the, to lose an opportunity of winning even a tournament like europa i know it's it's a it's a it's a sad thing that we are actually talking about maybe barcelona contesting for for a title for europa but, but they are they, they are going to be yeah but there the is, thing is, is no, yeah, yeah so the thing is the, the club that is so heavily in debt right now needs to actually perform well in europa also to actually get those funds so that they can actually start pulling themselves up again And maybe turn their fortunes around, and maybe Laporta can actually do something about it in the future as well for for the club. Because right now I don't see clubs like obviously we know why Madrid isn't dead because of the new club, new stadium which they built. They built so obviously they have their own. They, their their reasons are pretty evident, and I think obviously among the two, obviously Madrid has never had the financial struggles which Barcelona has had in the past or uh, or we've seen, but with them. So oh no no but Madrid Madrid also has financial problems. No just, yeah but it's just that it's uh, among the two clubs I think we've never heard yeah, yeah. Madrid struggling for for cash or uh, or financially having issues. It's it's just that COVID definitely contributed towards their uh, problems in last year where they did not have any crowd and like ticket sales not having any issues those those kind of issues. But yeah, I mean, let's not let's not waver from the topic. But I think yeah, uh, Barcelona's issues are pretty uh, well known right now. And like now that you've predicted where Barcelona is is going to finish, obviously, who do you think has the best chance for for Champions League? I mean, it's still too early to call about it because uh, uh, or read into the performances. But I think the seasons have started. It's been two and a half months, and uh, only two two Champions League matches. But but who do you think is the strongest right now in amongst? Uh, amongst the competition, I would have to say either Liverpool or or or, uh, or Bayern. I mean, Bayern looks strong, even though they lost again today. As as you mentioned, there was a black Sunday for me. So Bayern are looking really strong under um, under under Nagelsmann. I had I had my doubts when he actually came to um, to the to the to the to the Bavarian giants. But he's shown that you know he could he can he can manage the team. But obviously, like 
still too this, early to call. A, this loss might represent a lot of other problems that I, I've already, I, I've never, I've not seen the game. Uh, but it, it might just happen, right? You know, it takes a win to boost your confidence, but it takes a loss and you just go derail and you just derail from there, right? Like it just works in both ways. So I feel like, I feel like my prediction is, is Bayern or Liverpool at the moment because Liverpool, even though they've, uh, you know, they're, they're conceding those goals against bigger teams and all that stuff. I don't care about that, but they have their, their attack, the front three is back to its best. And, I, and you can, sh- and you can see that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mane is missing chances. Jota is missing chances. Firmino is injured or But you need one player in that team who can do everything. And at this moment of time, it is up. Unless anything specific, um, let's not say specific, but at least anything bad happens to those three players, I think they're going to be the favorites to lift the title in May next of, uh, of, of next year. I think easily. Bayern looking strong. I, I don't know if uh, any other team who's actually looking strong. PSU, PSU cannot definitely count them out because of the, the good thing is that, you know, uh, they you we all know that they are going to make it out of the group. So you still have about four, five four months. to five months to gel within the team. Because even round of 16, they're going to finish first. We all know that. They're going to finish first in the group. So unless, you know, uh, you, I mean, yeah, now the format of Champions League has changed so much, like, you know, because of the sport ones and sport two, like how these sports are actually uh, uh, they've decided. So you might get like a Real Madrid even uh, in, in a round of 16. But even if you don't get, let's say, let's say that you get an easy team uh, uh, in the round of 16, you still, you still don't play the crunch quarterfinal, which is basically the, like the proper, like we say that this is where the Champions League actually begins. You don't play that again until March. So you still have about six six months to do that. And you cannot say that if if at that time, if by that time as well, if, if PSG has not gelled, if Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe has not gelled, uh, you could you would already be seeing the results in the league. And if that is the problem, I don't think you would you and me would be talking sitting here and talking about um, about Pochettino and that team because I think Pochettino will lose that. If if he cannot perform with if he is not, if he has not won the league by mid March, <laughs> then we then he should not be there, I guess. Yeah, unless you know, obviously, unless, unless the other teams are remaining consistent. But yeah, they should not be allowing teams to get back into the tag because I think the struggle is is over already. It's already over for them. So we shouldn't even be talking about who is going to win. <laughs> but their main focus, we all know, is is about is about chance. So I think maybe 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 Neymar and Mbappe and Messi take some you know take some go go and take some you know classes go go take some classes gel do whatever it takes to gel within the team and gel within the team. Absolutely, I think I think my money my money is on uh, on Liverpool. Okay. If uh, if if the front three remain fit, I think I'll, I'll put my money on Liverpool right away. And if like anybody can guarantee me that they, those three will not be getting injured, I think I'll. I'll put my money on on Liverpool and say that they are they are the ones who are actually going to live live the Champions League. Not not Manchester United. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, I'm desperately hoping for uh, Ronaldo getting into the Europa League right now. So so to to see him break the Europa League records now. So so that's that's my that's my prediction. And I think also maybe maybe not breaking the records, but uh, him out and out refusing that he's not going to play any of the Europa League matches because it's a disgrace for him to play those kind of teams as well. And uh, but, think, but that's the only trophy that's left, right? So yeah, maybe go and just win that trophy so that he can always say that I won everything. Yeah, yeah, right. Maybe maybe that's the maybe that's the only thing he needs to win. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think yeah, I, I'll 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 second your uh, comments only that I think I'll I'll give the dark horse title to uh, to PSG uh, provided they are able to gel well. Uh, so I think I think yeah, PSG. I think yeah, it's the same order for me as well. I think it's Liverpool. Bayern and then obviously the dark horses which are PSG. Yeah. PSG so, you cannot count them out. Yeah, right now it's, it's too early to say that. Uh, I mean, Messi has only had like uh, two or three first team first team mentions. So I think it's it's still early to say whether he's going to be able to. Uh, I mean, so it's tough to say whether he's going to not perform right now. And because he, uh, I mean, I know that from from today's highlights itself that he again uh, he had uh, again taken a free kick which hit the crossbar. So I think he's. 
he's just hitting the woodwork on a regular basis it's just that it's i think it's just a matter of time when he's when he just gets settled into the squad itself when he is um settled it's settled into his new home as well because i don't know if he's if he's still staying out of a hotel in in uh, in paris because that's the last news i heard so maybe that is the, all those things are definitely contributing towards his his mentality as well right now so once the, all those things are figured out i hope the chief does uh, on a um, sooner rather than later i think psg will obviously will start looking ruthless which i'm expecting them to be and uh, and maybe once ramos comes back in obviously you have the one thing i definitely didn't mention was that ramos when he comes back into the squad i think i think defensively we'll see a much much solid uh, psg so hopefully i like like i mentioned the dark horse title is is obviously with with psg right now so yeah uh, there you there you have it guys i think uh, i think this was a this was a pretty well rounded episode in terms of uh, in terms of all, uh, all the leagues as well i think we've uh, definitely enjoyed enjoyed con- uh, the conversation of with, with rishabh over here uh, about the premier league and the champions league as well uh, do let us know in the uh, if you if you think you you want us to c- cover something uh, something else as well we'll definitely include those uh, questions in in the podcast as well if you have any uh, do remember to like share and subscribe and uh, and uh, you can obviously follow it on uh, your streaming uh, favorite streaming platform so Um, let's catch you guys next week and thank you good night